other tales. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we get adamantium pulled from our bodies and discover bones. New bones, mm-hmm. Gary. I'm so excited it's, about new bones. It's not as sexual as it sounds. Uh, and <laughs> uh, it also uh, presupposes a sci- sci-fi world where they didn't do an x-ray. <laughs> for uh, years. For absolute yeah. years. Well, like you, you, you can see how they might miss it uh, with when he's got the medal. But then once he gets back to Earth and they're checking him out, they're just like, eh, yeah, you know, don't, it'll work itself out. We don't need to see inside um, of his body. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not we're, important we're for cons- health. Yeah, that, that's not, he seems fine. He'll seems walk okay. it off. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking cigars. That seems fine. Yeah. All, all is well. Yeah, yeah. Um, this yeah. is the issue where he quits. Yeah. So important issue, true believers. It is. I'm uh, I'm excited yeah. to talk about this one. Uh, before we get into the last two issues of Fatal Attractions, as well as uh, a brief mention of the epilogue story, uh, I do want to mention we're going to be taking a break uh, on the podcast for a little while, not for a super long length of time, but uh, both Gary and I have some life stuff coming up. It's going to be really difficult to, to schedule podcasts around, especially uh, when Gary has a whole lot of other podcasts to record. Um, so, and mostly it's, it's mostly my fault. Like I've just got some, some life stuff I got to deal oh, with. So um, yeah. certainly no fault. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a, uh, you know, it just, it comes up. We're all adults here and like mm-hmm. peek behind the curtain. Like it's life stuff that, that I've got as well. And me and Cole record any day of the week and it's Cole's full-time job. Something that you may forget about Jeremy Greer is he also works full time while doing <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah. yeah so also. <laughs> our, our windows are more limited, uh, which is also why this episode is late. Ask me about selling um, five million dollars of water readers this year <laughs> and recording about the X Men on my on my on my days off. Um, the uh, you know, so I'm I've I've got the Peter Pan job, uh, and and Jeremy doesn't. So the the time is more limited. Yes. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, not not going away permanently. No, nope. uh, anything like that. We're probably looking at like a month, maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, just to give a just to give a general shape of it. Um, so uh, we appreciate everyone's patience. Uh, keep your RSS feeds and everything. Yes, uh, we're also going to do a, a format change with that a little bit. Um, real similar to Bonfire Side Chat, uh, we are going to start putting out episodes weekly, um, but with you know half as long or you know a length of the same amount of recording, basically, just more frequently um, to kind of keep the pace and momentum up. And uh, I think people would like it more. Yeah, I think so too. You know? I think um, we originally started every two weeks uh, when we were doing like two or three episodes of um, the, the X Men animated series, and then we've kind of bounced around. I think doing issues, especially series like this, like we've been covering, I think the, the once a week format is going to be better. Um, episodes may be shorter or longer depending on that issue, just like episodes are every two weeks now, or shorter or longer depending on the issues that we cover. Um, but I think you're going to get the same amount of content like that's, and I know that's what people crave is content on the internet yes. nowadays. Sweet, just, just uh, sweet content. <laughs> Met it out a little bit, uh, you know, because uh, I just speaking, uh, you know, uh, for myself at the very least, like I, I like this show. I want more people to listen to it. I think that that might help. Yes, you know, I think people mm-hmm. like a weekly podcast more than fortnightly podcast, even though those kids in their fortnight. Uh, that's something I've heard. Wait, do you think we could sell um, emotes to this podcast? <laughs> can we sell? Can we? Can we? In app purchases, to Days of Future Cast. Yeah, little little Jeremy and Gary dancing emotes. What do you think? Um, is, is there a dancing emote in any video game that has emotes? 
that would tempt you to buy it? Like, what would, what do you think would be the dance? Whether there's like Dark Souls the, or like Fortnite, Elden Ring, it, what would it be? It would be the the Chandler dance. Uh, oh, from, from Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 1. 1. I was thinking like a real dance, but okay, yeah. Oh, okay. oh like, like the Humpty dance. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about dances. <laughs> I, uh, I did, uh, I played through the Dark Souls roguelike yeah, recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I know, saw actually, you post about that on beat- Blue Sky. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I blue scoot, scooted it or whatever. Um, I, I finally beat that. And uh, they add you know, random effects to all the weapons and stuff. So I had a sword and it was just a big, strong sword. But my R2, uh, I did the full Chandler dance. Oh, and then the great. smallest lightning bolt you've ever seen in your life went straight <laughs> ahead of me and did no damage. <laughs> like no other effect. It was such a funny attack. Like, I've I've said it before. This, I am yeah. so the, the only reason I'm ever jealous of PC gaming is for Dark Souls mods. Uh, I am just I'm just so I saw one that just like converted it like the Firelink Shrine and like the first undead area of Undead Parish into like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, skateboarding yes. thing with like grinds on the the walkways and everything. And I was just like, I could be doing this, but I Mac <laughs> and I don't PC. It's- <laughs> <laughs> It is literally the best. Uh, it is the best argument for PC gaming is like you know, the best around that shit. Super good. So just to just to catch yeah. everybody up, uh, brief hiatus on the podcast, brief break for yep. live stuff. Coming back, um, I don't remember if we've decided what we're covering next, but when we cover it, it's going to be issue by issue, week by week, and you're going to get that sweet sweet Gary and Jeremy juice every Saturday, dripped directly into yeah. your ear holes. So take the juice. Times get the juice, everybody. Get the juice. The juice is loose. Uh, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up fatal attractions. This yes. is, uh, the storyline about Magneto coming back, uh, Magneto taking all of the mutants up to his private asteroid. Um, initially, you know, depending on the writer saying he just wants to, uh, to live up there in peace, or he wants to get revenge on the flat scans. Uh, and, uh, in retaliation for putting up a satellite network for defense, he, uh, killed untold numbers of people by wiping out the entire electricity uh you know emp for the entire earth so charles xavier went up there with his team and mind wiped him uh but not before wolverine had all of his adamantium sucked out yep and we're gonna pick it up in wolverine number 75 Uh, a new mystery begins as a life hangs in the balance with a cover uh that just looks like a very feral wolverine full red-eyed like bushy hair uh with a bunch of flesh spikes coming out of him um this is I, I like this cover a lot. I just want to say like the art in this in this issue I think mm-hmm. is really really over the top and exaggerated. But it, and I don't remember a lot of like these Wolverine issues. I was collecting it back in the day. I just don't have a lot of like up close and personal like knowledge of it nowadays. Uh, but I think it really really works for what happens in this issue. Like all of the like going into Wolverine's mind shit. stuff is so good. Like all of this stuff is really interesting. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is Adam uh, Kubert. Uh, who is like a legendary, you know, X-Men artist, even though I think some other artists get in there. Um, They're not listed, but there's a couple things where it just definitively looks like somebody else's style Mm -hmm. uh, to me um, during some of these dream sequences. This is uh, written by Larry Hama, who uh, wrote Wolverine for a very, very long time, wrote the Weapon X uh, mini, I believe, the original one, um, and got his start doing G.I. Joe comics. Interesting. Um, and Larry Hama is an interesting writer, I think, because uh, I like him when he has an internal monologue, which is something I usually don't like. Like, he's really good at Wolverine just kind of doing an internal monologue. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other X-Men in this, uh, it's 
they they kind of act like he was handed an index card with one word on it. <laughs> you know, like Gambit French, uh, Jean Grey woman. You know, like the the characterization of Jean Grey in this episode issue really bugs me. Yeah, Whereas I, I like so, a lot that. of the visuals and some of the the prose. Just Jean Grey being an, a panicky idiot really bugs me it's uh, also uh I, one of those situations where like uh we spend a lot of time in space and getting from space to earth and i feel like it's really well written in terms of like a sci-fi scared for your life trying to get back to earth yeah, yeah. like your spaceship falling apart thing uh but it is a lot of like really long not even like sci-fi but just techno babble stuff of people just being like the shields in item four are draining you need to redirect the power supply to the hot knots on the west side and gambit being like flambe. like gambit not now uh, like, the uh yeah, there there is a lot of that like it it is a good action comic in terms yes. of like a medical drama and a bunch of the visual shit that happens is really cool and trippy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I like the art in this this comic a lot. I do too. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's get into it. We're gonna pick up. Uh, the X Men have escaped to their uh, Blackbird, which is not really rated for safe space travel on a regular basis. Uh, they've got Wolverine in a in a medi bay, um, which is basically just like keeping him alive at the moment. Um, but of course, since Xavier and Jean are in the room, like it's not just enough to heal his body. We got to heal his mind as well. Uh, Xavier keeps insisting that if we don't heal his mind, um, he, he's just, he's not going to survive, which is, I don't know. Very funny to me. I don't know why. Like <laughs> he's just, uh, you're having bad dreams and it's not going to, it's going to affect your spleen or something. <laughs> like it's just he's, a bummer. The, the tra- he's got to at least be like calmed down a little bit. Cause the trauma is more than Wolverine's ever dealt with. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what it'd be like to have your skeleton sucked out, but I imagine it doesn't rock. Um, then you need you to know. meet your mom. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that iced tea tweet where it's like, when you nut, it feels so strong that every bone in your body <laughs> left out through your hole, and all you can do is go to sleep in two minutes. Yes, like perfect. Like, yes. All right, man. <laughs> Even yeah. a lot of a lot of dudes think up real hard about the way that stuff makes them feel yeah. sometimes, in ways that maybe they yeah. shouldn't express publicly to to articulate a nut um <laughs> to articulate a nut uh, you should have played Z- beast, and and beast. Yeah. <clears throat> uh go into the mind realm yes. uh here uh to do this and the the first this is the beginning of the frustrating thing between them where uh professor xavier knows what's going on but jean gray's an idiot so she's just constantly asking like what are these things professor like she's never done this before and she's a kid uh you know oh we have to like they go in and they see this really awesome like surreal scene you know wolverine is tied to the uh, crucifix that they they put him on uh that the reavers put him on in australia there are fish and melting clocks while they death strike and saber tooth slash at him uh i love his leg getting chopped up like pieces of bologna and their clocks yeah 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 uh, inside it like Mm -hmm. it's really cool shit and and gene's like we have to get rid of all these phantoms (laughs) no gene you know better than that. Um, <laughs> we're inside his brain, you idiot. We don't just do whatever we want. It's it's real frustrating um, to like make it so like I need Gene's help to do this, and then to have to tell Gene what to do throughout the entire time. Like it's just really obnoxious. Uh, and I know yeah, they're doing Gene, this to like explain to the reader, to me, of like how yes. we're going to fix his mind. But like, just have Xavier in there monologuing to himself. Right? Yes. Like I don't. Or Xavier talking to a like a phantom version of Wolverine. Sure, that's you know it. that's yeah. seeing all this happen. Or like Jean Grey got knocked out. And she, he has to take Gambit in. 
You know, and Gambit is just like, how did Gambit get teleported? What happened? Gambit no longer on ship. Did Gambit go to sleep? And, and no, you idiot. I cannot stop explaining. That's like explaining to you. And then while Wolverine flatlines. Uh, did Gambit get struck down to the size of a peanut again, Mashari? Yeah, did Gambit get the pim particle? Is that did what Gambit got to pim Gambit again? again? <laughs> Gambit do not like the pim particle. Um, so they, they do a recap page. Uh, I'm getting, re- I've been reading old comics lately. I've been real good at skipping these. Oh yeah. Like recognize them immediately and just be like, nope. Nope. I just read this uh, issue. Yeah, so I can ma- just, yeah. I can just keep past it. Um, yep. And yeah, we're going to, we we actually, speaking of shrinking down, um, they go into like the, more of the psychic realm stuff and they can't really recognize the terrain at first until they realize they are shrunk down and they're actually in the, what they're calling the Genesis tank in the Weapon X project. Uh, it's so weird. Because the Weapon X was such a mystery for teenage Jeremy for so long mm. that I was so fascinated by it. Nowadays, it's just explained. But like, when I read a comment like this, where Xavier's like, "He's he's never he's never seen fit to tell us about this before," and Gene's like, "This is a betrayal. We shouldn't be in his thing." And I'm like, "Don't y'all know all this? Like, there, there were a bunch of comics about it. Like, I thought everybody yeah. knew about this right now." <laughs> yeah, uh, I love them walking around Wolverine's thick thatch of chest hair and yeah. not realizing it's chest hair. Uh, and it like looks like grass, like it looks like it's fucking wo long, <laughs> you know, uh, like a screenshot until they they pan out and they're walking around and they're all tiny on Wolverine's chest. Uh, it's really great. Um, Jean Grey continues again. This characterization is awful. Uh, Xavier is you know, explaining, you know, we have to uh, calm him down. And Jean Grey is also saying like it's wrong to be here. We this this is a violation. Same way it was wrong for you to violate Magneto, and like. Yes, sure. But you're also an adult and you're burning up on reentry, <laughs> you know, and like trying to say like there, there's times to, to get into this fight, Gene. Time and a place, man. Uh, there's a time yeah, and a place. It, it just I really, really don't like how she's written here. I, I thought I've talked about this before on the network, right? But I think one thing that happens um, a lot and I know it happened for me when I was young, like the degree that I was young and I was, a, you know, a sexist because I was a teenager and, and didn't know better, right? Um, part of it was because characters, the lady characters were never written well, uh, probably in part because they were never written by ladies who had any kind of experience with them, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think back to me not liking Storm on the X-Men animated series. And then when I got into the comics and read, you know, some of the more foundational stories, like I liked Storm and I was like, oh, that's not the character's fault. That has nothing to do with, with Storm. It just has to do with the writing or like a weird, you know shakespearean nightmare lady because that's uh, the only way that you think, can conceive of, a, of an african woman with weather powers is like this weird mysterious goddess that speaks in old english rhymes or something like <laughs> well, it was that and then it probably influenced you know because as, as a kid like you know I, I didn't have a lot of exposure to you know to women like you're you're a kid uh it's, it's fairly segregated gender wise you know like the boys hang out with the boys and the girls hang out with the boys at least that's the way it was in school for me like young school you know not talking about like high school once people start dating yeah you know and so that probably contributed to me not you know unconscious sexism Mm -hmm. this kind of stuff like media portray and this is all a really long way of me saying like media portrayals matter but the i in the early 90s it was really bad uh and in comics it was really bad like a lot of the the female characters who were in mediums that i would look at we're just there to be dumb helpers and ask questions, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm reading. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm rereading the um, Ultimate X Men right now, which is from the early 2000s, and it's just 
some of the lines and the the readings and the drawings and the like there's just i mean it's just like you're like oh wow like there's just casual misogyny like literally everywhere you look because nobody nobody cared enough to, to care you know what i'm saying and i'm sure there yeah. were people in those organizations who were trying to fight the good fight but at the end of the day they were like oh these are our guys like we're gonna let them do what they want to because they sell comic books let them go um yeah especially mark miller yeah, you know, he was he was uh, selling he was selling a bunch of books back then. So like, let him do whatever the fuck he wants to to Gene Gray. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a it, it's. I'm not saying that by way of letting myself off any kind of hook, you know. But it, it when I go back and I read something like this, this me noticing Gene Gray is being portrayed like an idiot, even though I know Gene Gray is not an idiot, is not something I would have noticed as a kid. Yeah, you know, I would have just been like, oh, that's how Gene Gray is. You know, I wouldn't have given her the benefit of the doubt or realized that this is written through a lens, you know, that was Larry Hama, uh, super macho man, Larry Hama wanting this function for Jean Grey, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Just something, something I was thinking about with this. So we go from Wolverine's mind back into the main cabin of the spaceship where shit is falling apart. As Bish, as uh, as Gambit says, we up that creek, Moana me, which means yeah. <laughs> we are up that creek. Uh, everything is going down, and Bishop has a line here that says, uh, advise the others that the rod quality is on a down curve, uh, which is a real funny way of saying we're falling through space to Earth. <laughs> like yes, it's, it's nothing, re-entry. Nothing is going good. Um, I love Jean Grey, down curve? You mean it's going to get worse? <laughs> yes, No, Jean. it's going to get better, Jean. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. The immediate uh, um, impact of this, this is, is so that- f- this is funny. As they're shaking <laughs> the cabin because you know they're they're entering the atmosphere. Things start flying around, and um, it sends this medi bay that Wolverine is in flying flying into a wall, and it hits him so hard he just wakes up and starts screaming. Yeah, <laughs> and I gotta say, being trapped in a t- in a space tube with Wolverine like at wounded and screaming is probably my least least favorite way to die. Like it'd be on the bottom of my it, list. It, no part of this is cool. Uh, this all sucks. Uh, yes. There, um, this wakes them up. They they got they're going to get the meta unit and resecure it so it doesn't start flying around the cabin. Uh, Charles Xavier is going to give him some pain reliever, and Wolverine turns it down. Yeah, you know, my it hurts because my body's fixing itself. I don't want to be numb because when I die, I'm going to be numb the whole time. Uh, that's I cannot relate to that even a little bit. Uh, <laughs> numb me the fuck up uh, if I'm, I'm dying. Um, give me yeah, all I, of the drugs. I want to float out on a fucking. I want to understand yeah. on a balloon of narcotics. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, um, unfortunately, uh, Wolverine's healing uh, healing factor is a little bit overloaded. So you're we we have yes. these panels of him like his hands healing up to a certain point, and then the wounds just starting to reopen again because this, he has a constant tissue degradation. Um, yep. And this is because like the meta unit is not really supposed to fix anybody. It's just supposed to kind of keep them in stasis until they can get actual help. Presumably not having to travel through the earth's atmosphere from space while they do so like this is much more of a oh no you know toad licked you too hard so let's get you back to the compound <laughs> as opposed yeah. to take it taking a lap here have a water bottle and a granola bar <laughs> <laughs> like, we got you a juice cup since you know you fought toad um fucking xavier rolling the, out with a bunch of fucking orange slices after the battle right <laughs> like a soccer team. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so they're, uh, they're, they're talking about it. They're, they're entering re- atmosphere. There's a cute scene where, uh, a really gross looking dad with a real bad haircut, uh, with a mug that says dad, uh, sees it and they call it a shooting star. 
it's funny uh, I just um, make a wish i'm so uh I'm, I'm, I'm so coded nowadays like my brain is so focused on like these weird little panels like this or little shots and tv shows being important i was like oh that dad's molesting that kid <laughs> that's gonna come <laughs> oh, up geez. later somehow and i was like what <laughs> there's just one panel man what are you talking about i don't it's something about the way that the kid is sitting in the lap or something i'm like oh no the pork child <laughs> It is it is an odd posture for sure, and it, the dad has this really huge broad back as well. Like this this is you know uh, this is also a superhero. This Hawkeye during this time or something. Uh, I was thinking about what if all if you made a wish upon Wolverine dying on a reentry, I feel like that wish should come true. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know mm-hmm. that's, that's a rarer thing than a shooting star. <laughs> Than a, just an asteroid falling. <laughs> a Wolverine falling yeah. is much more rare than an asteroid yeah. falling. They, I agree. They should have cut to a Sabretooth wishing on the star. <laughs> Be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like uh, I, I do. They need more. I think every comic book season mm-hmm. cut to Sabretooth enjoying something. <laughs> like a yeah. fucking family yeah. dive flashback. Just about to take a big bite of a Dagwood sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like a really rare steak sandwich. I'm going to get you frail. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> You think you're, um, you think the fact that you toasted the bread will protect you? Xavier um, Xavier calls in um, his ex wife uh, slash Morgan Mattaggart because he needs some medical help. Uh, basically, has this this link to her uh, so that he can she can tell him like what to do to keep Wolverine alive. Uh, Morgan has a couple of different mutants over here. Notably, Jubilee is there, and I, she's just like, "Oh, Wolvie!" the entire time. Like she's just freaking yeah. out because her friend is is about to die. I am absolutely obsessed with Iceman in this panel looks good huh? uh, he's a good it, dude not saying anything instead it's like he may as well be t-posing t- yeah <laughs> like, absolutely the, the the Iceman action figure was put up in the the corner here mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. it's real great i've got a little um, uh figurine of the main dude from cowboy bebop and i just have him standing like this because i'm not very creative with posing so he's just standing <laughs> right there next to like a a mercy <laughs> doll from overwatch so that's that's the kind of level that i'm on so i'm very yeah, appreciative you gotta get a life-size one the um, life-size mercy doll uh, what for what would i do uh, with that yes. <laughs> <laughs> whatever would i use such a thing <laughs> uh, i keep getting ads on facebook for walmart.com trying to sell me a life-size dritz uh from forgotten realms okay that's uh, as a statue and i'm like what, do I do? what do you, it's what 999 dollars and i'm like you may think you have my number because but you you don't quite got it. That that's close. <laughs> but you're not there yet. Keep God trying. forbid you buy one and then Amazon starts trying to sell you four different versions of the same one. <laughs> yeah, just like oh, we got one. Do you need a three foot um, one? Do you need a five foot one? How about a six foot one? <laughs> the, um, that's how I have a kid and measure their height by Dritz Duerdens. Did I? Uh, I, um, I have not told you this. I don't think. Um, I I bought a. They had, they had these Dark Souls figurines, um, and it was the first mm-hmm. one that I'd ever seen of. Um, uh not guinevere uh not gwen gwendolyn gwendolyn thank you um yeah and i was like i have to have it but it came in a six pack right so it was yeah i got i've got that guy you've got that okay so uh our good friend patrick stardust just finished his soul level one run of uh elden ring and so i was like i'm gonna like send him the gwen of the set like so because he's he's done almost all of the games now um this for and Mm -hmm. i was like this would be an appropriate like gift for like you conquering all of the games of soul level one um, so grab the box, go to the post office, spend an inordinate amount of time and money at the post office, figuring out how to send something to the UK, uh, find out once it gets to the UK, they're charging him an extra like $40 for it for some reason. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So fix that. Uh, extremely happy. The tracking is updated. He's like, I'm going to get it Monday. I'm going to open up the shop. I can't wait to see what this is. Uh, so he opens it up. Um, and it turns out 
that even though the box has a picture of Gwen on it, it was actually the Guinevere. <laughs> so he opens up the giant anime titty girl in front yeah. of his <laughs> shop, which is his mom and dad and sister. <laughs> so I, now I got this gift from the Americas. Yeah, yeah. My friend Jeremy just, sent me the giant anime titty girl. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, yeah, those blind boxes are sick, though. Those, those good ones. I the uh, Gwendolyn, and I've got one other one. I can't remember which other one I got. Yeah, they've got uh, the other maybe the Gwen Child. Uh, there's the Black Knight. I think there's the Silver Archer, uh, and then the the other like the niece from, that has like weird stuff on her neck from Dark Souls Three is in there. Yeah, there, there's uh, there's two series. It's cool. They're expensive, but they're cool. For, you know, it's twenty bucks for a little statue, but yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, those are those are nice. Like uh, my dad for uh big titty. <laughs> like, big titty patty. Like my dad says, um, I paid twenty dollars to watch two dogs fuck. So what's twenty dollars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh we go back, uh things are just going worse and worse. Yes. Uh you know, they're yeah, they're they're re entering, uh they're activating their blast shields, you know, which are barely working. Uh Gambit, what do we have on the engineering console? What we have is circuit boards on flambe. Perfect. Uh, Thank God you, damn it, Gambit. Not now. Um, there's a, you know, but they, they're barely so, able to do it. Somewhere in this in this book, there's a panel where Gambit says something in French, and it's translated for the reader. And I'm just thinking to myself, so did everybody just have to put up learning like his awful French? <laughs> like not even real French, <laughs> yeah. like just Gambit's awful bastardized French to know what he's talking about? How much uh, of Gambit thinks he knows French, similar to it, Midsummer? Oh, absolutely. You know, she's on the drugs and she thinks she knows yeah, Swedish? Yeah. He just makes French noises and assumes nobody will question him. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, so they, uh, they no longer have their uh, computer, you know, since it's on Flambe. So Quicksilver has to enter everything in manually. Yep. To make all uh, of these like they, micro, you know, adjustments as they go through the atmosphere. So they don't, they aren't just sheared off. Uh, generally, like, I think, a, I think this is very thrilling writing. Like, I feel like I'm having a great time. Oh, yeah. Like we're, we're kind of dogging on it a little bit at that feel, but like, I want to just get across, like if you just are reading this and not discussing it, it goes really, really quickly. It's just fun sci-fi language. It's a fun, like Star Trek episode or something, right? Like it's it, just a fun, it's sci-fi really thing. good action. Yeah. It's really good. Like disaster action. Yeah. With mm-hmm. less good characterization. You know, is, is how I think about it. And this is a Larry Hama. This, uh, you know, knowing about these microaggressions and using this lingo is a Larry Hama thing. He, you know, came from GI Joe, so like all of this technical, you know, military knowledge, yeah, stuff uh, is is part of his his voice. Also, right? I'm not I'm not saying this to um, underline a mistake, but I just think it's really funny that you said microaggressions <laughs> because instead of oh. Like, <laughs> Instead of like micro adjustments, because I just pictured like all of the <laughs> all of the GI Joes being like, "Man, that dude fucking sucks." <laughs> like, let's let's, let's steal it. Let's steal his socks. Or like, oh, did, did you like you went on a basketball scholarship, right? Oh, why do I keep forgetting you didn't do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, are you still uh, growing? The yeah. <laughs> are you gonna like get? Are you still hair? getting taller? Right? Like this isn't the final. Yeah. Okay, just check it. Yeah. Just check it in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, so they uh they have to, you know, they're going back Jubilee Jubilee is is still freaking out. Yeah. You know, they we we can't lose Wolverine. You know, we don't want to do it. Uh the ship is even getting worse. It's falling apart. You know, there's a crack in the wing skin. And it's widening. Uh you know, it's going to open up. Mm-hmm. The uh you know, uh and Z- Xavier says, "Gene, you know, I'm going to concentrate on keeping uh Xavier alive. You have to keep the ship together yep basically mm-hmm. keep the wing on and she does it's like tremendous strain but she keeps her the wing on the uh the the ship 
Meanwhile, back in uh, Salem, uh, Moira is joined by the rest of the X-Men squad. So this is all of the people that Xavier didn't want to die on the suicide mission. Uh, Yes. Cyclops, Psylocke, (laughs) Jubilee, Beast, Storm, and uh, Shadowcat, a.k.a. Kitty Pride, who are all obviously extremely upset about Wolverine and everything that's happening, except Scott, who literally just basically says, (laughs) what about Jean? (laughs) In the classic Days of Future Cast moment. Why isn't Jean saying anything? (laughs) Uh, Why doesn't she get a turn at the radio? Oh, it's so good, um, dude. It's so good. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Xavier uh, has to mess around with the life support systems. Puts Gambit in charge of it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and just says, you know, I need to go in there uh, and you know, I need to do more work. Yep. In his brain. Uh, they're all freaking out. Cyclops is saying, oh, this is just, I'm going to lose Gene again. This is just this like is Gene. Like this is just like the Phoenix. time she turned into the Phoenix. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, he does not give a shit about what happens to Wolverine. Uh, and then we go back in, Xavier goes back into his mind, and this is where I think we have a different artist. Um, I don't, uh, this panel, this page doesn't look like it. The next page looks a lot like Jay Lee, okay. uh, who is an artist I have a lot of uh, affection for. Um, this one doesn't so much, but the artist looks different. But this is, this uh, is really, really, like the faces look dramatically different too. Like, I think, I think, yes. I think I'm on the, the same thing with you. Is, um, and it's not just the color palette or what have you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Xavier, I also feel like the prose gets way more purple than it did um, previously. Like we get a lot of like, here, the pure line of logic has been intercepted by the variable wave of pain. Here, the blind eyes may see with electric eyes and rip with the claws of mythic metal. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, we're doing this. Let's get into it. Um, we, we doing this. That said, I, I, I dig uh, it. Like, I think the art on this is really cool when we get like that Wolverine, like scaping Weapon X kind of uh, amazing looking outfit with the with like the tech mm. gear all over him, just ripping shot. It looks like he's killing like a turtle, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in the bottom panel. I mean, I'm here for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's like that turtle guy who shows up way later in uh, Uncanny Avengers, um, but he is killing a turtle for some reason. Mm-hmm. It is all worth it to get to this uh, incredible illustration of Magneto. Yeah, um, I love this. Um, this really abstract, weird, only red and black, like mind demon version of Magneto. It's extremely, cool. you know, basically saying, "You idiot!" It ends for both of us now. You know, this, doing that speech again. Like, if I'm gonna die, I'm taking you with me you know sucking out his adamantium i love that this is wolverine's mind and magneto is telling him our long association my most visceral enemy my most respected foe and i'm like does wolverine have a crush <laughs> is this is this the, cute the, is this like a mind that, meet cute is that what we're doing right now <laughs> a mind cute that that is what he said to him before he did it oh yeah i know, you know? i just i just yeah, it's, yeah. It but is it's, just, it's yeah. very funny that that stood out like wolverine's <laughs> like yeah at the very least you know he likes me as Xavier is observing um, all of this, uh, he realizes, like, oh, wait, I'm a, te- I'm a telepath. I'm a psychic power. Like, I should be able to, like, help with this. Um, and we get this, like, really cool scene of uh, this or panel of Xavier, like, holding. I don't even know how to describe this because it's, it's so it's blocked so weird, but I love it. Like Wolverine hit with his arms stretched out, but his back and his legs, like, kind of curved upwards. And Xavier trying to hold him from, like, just zooming into this quote awful light uh which is of course death and then xavier asked the question it was like don't you know this is death and wolverine's like yeah don't you don't you think i already knew that like that's why i'm trying to go for it um yeah and that's when the blackbird runs into just a normal thunderstorm which is just a very funny <laughs> very funny hurdle that they have to cross in this episode in this issue of a comic book just awful you know <laughs> this is where it's gambit uh slips into uh to french yeah uh, their flight controls are now gone mm-hmm you know, they have to now, it's like the power steering is out. Like, it feels like they can still pull up on the stick and something happens. Yep. You know? 
Uh, so they grab it and they uh, they have to pull this out and try to do it manually. Uh, the cabin is going to depressurize, though. This hole that they had uh, is actually finally opening up. Yes. You know, Gene is, is no longer doing this. Uh, Wolverine is going to go into the light. Uh, the light is Ilyana as a weird angel uh, thing. You know, the most recent death. This is a real slap in the face to uh, all of Wolverine's dead ex-wives, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> that, that, like, just the most recent death is the only one that, uh, that oh, man. matters to him. Uh, that's really funny. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just like this random child that he knew. And, like, he didn't even particularly, like, mentor Ilyana like he yeah, did with Jubilee so. yeah. or, or any of the other ones that are, um, or even Shadowcat or anything like that. Um, I, d- I do want to point out, too, like, in the... And the big spread where she's like got the wings and everything. It really looks like Wolverine is just wearing a human flesh colored like pajama set. It does. Yeah. yeah. Like like a jumpsuit of somebody's skin. Yeah. It's it's super. And I don't know if that was intentional or not because like in the last panel, like his, his entire body seems like it's just made of like plastic. It's and just skin. Just skin. And it I, I yeah. feel like this, that was on purpose and I really, really like it. This is this is really good. He's falling apart. You know, his, yes. his, phys- his mental representation of his physical self is falling apart as he's getting closer to death. You know, it's neat. And as we go back to uh, the Blackbird, like, it's also falling apart. And Jean is having to strain more and more to hold it together. She, she's, you know, I am not going to let go. I'm not going to let go of it. Uh, and yeah. all like, of Gouts this- of fire are literally shooting into it from the friction. That can't, from be, that can't be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Wolverine like, is dying. Like, his vital signs are yep. tanking. Uh, they're, they're traveling through this huge storm eventually like the side the door of the cabin opens up which of course starts sucking people out namely Jean uh and Jean is just holding on with all of her might trying to figure out how she's going to replace the patch I think they get oh yeah the plane gets struck by lightning too which like come on really <laughs> yeah storm couldn't have it's all just the worst luck God is trying to kill Wolverine uh here it's like that meme goes so. around that like that fuck these three fish in particular it's like fuck this one <laughs> team of x-men <laughs> these x-men in particular um so she's gonna get sucked out you know uh and she's prepared to die as well like she's just like you know don't look back save the others she loses her grip and uh she's about to die just as wolverine uh hears her calling goes away from the light and comes back to life to grab her hand yep uh a real good moment like this is what brings him back you know it is a good illustration of their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know how deeply he, he loves this person uh, here. And she's like, you were dead. You flatlined, you know? And uh, he's like, no, I couldn't let it happen. She says, you know, you came back for me. And he goes, no, you reached out for me. It's a really nice little bit of like prose and parallelism. Yeah. Uh, you know, with his body falling apart, the ship falling apart, all that stuff. It's all pretty good. You know, th- this is nice. Cut I to think. Cyclops on the ground. Fuming. Not again. <laughs> just, this can't keep happening Gene, to me. <laughs> Gene, I know Wolverine saved you, but can I go get you some ice cream or something? Uh, maybe you know, maybe can, the reason that they're like a, a thruple in like modern comic books is just that Cyclops gave up. He was like, you know what? I wanted her to myself, but okay, fine. Like if it's going to keep happening, I might as well just give her permission to do it. Like, why, I, why? I, Yeah, I'd rather do this than, than you know, it's like the end of uh, Chasing Amy or something, <laughs> except he says yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know? <laughs> like, um, we uh, we go, go back. We're, we're several weeks later, you know uh back and we're on the uh at the, at the mansion um wolverine wants to train uh and Moria's like you can't do this you know your healing factor is absolutely taxed out uh you no longer have your adamantiums it's only been a couple weeks and he says listen i need to make sure i still have a place on the team where i can pull my own weight i am um, yeah. i feel like this transition 
um, is bad. Uh, like I needed, okay. I needed like a page of time passing or something. It was a real abrupt, like it was you who reached out to took my hand and then smash cut to two weeks later or whatever, without the mm. two weeks ever later, like you get that from dialogue, but there's nothing in, like I needed one page of something to like transition me from all of this crazy action and release to like, okay, now we're just in our normal like behavior kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I just found this transition really, really rough. I can see that. Yeah, it could have been a little bit slower for sure. Yeah. Um. So he he goes into the danger room, and uh, he basically makes his case. He's you know Charlie, can I do I get a shot? And Professor Xavier goes very well. Let's see how you perform against the battle droids. <laughs> channeling uh, and- <laughs> channeling that fucking sixties energy, man. I love this. <laughs> the uh, and sends out the battle droids. <laughs> What's the difference know, between a which is the difference are. between a battle droid that Xavier makes and a sentinel? Like what do we like what's the like it seems like they have the same thing. Like they do the same thing. Like they're trying to kill the mutants, right? Like I don't anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, also, the danger room is like, you know, does holographics. But he you know? specifically says this is not a holographic thing. These are not yeah. interactive holograms like the one your teammates were just sparring with. Like, he goes out of his way to say this shit can kill you. Like, why do you have these robots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he better watch out. Jesus They're going to grow breasts and be angry in, in like 10 years. <laughs> like, that's what happens. You want danger? <laughs> yeah, this is how you get danger. This is how you get danger. <laughs> yeah. Battle droids. Um, the, uh, and he's like two battle droids. This is no problem. Yeah. Uh, and he starts fighting him, and everyone's noticing that he's, he's kind of dogging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's scared. Um, you know, uh, he has to actually experience and he gets his ass kicked. Yep. Uh, here. And it's, and like, yeah. they're, the whole team is like, hey, like, maybe we should pull him out of there. And Xavier's like, no, 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 no. He have to, he has to experience this th- for himself. And I'm like, oh, God, Xavier. Sometimes you just Come channel on, a weird dude. And I just don't like yeah. it. <laughs> um, You're such a dick. Wolverine eventually, like, he gets slammed against a wall and he gets, he gets so mad that he's like, I, you know, I'm, you know, I may be down, but I'm not out and I can, I'm still the best at what I do. And we see this like shuck sound effect. And then everybody freaks out because Wolverine has spawned bone claws from his hands uh and this we get this great shot of him just on his knees his head back yelling because apparently it hurts really really bad it hurts every time um and his claws coming out of his (laughs) out of his hands and this is oh my god like the first time we've ever seen this like who knew that he had bone claws um shouts to the idea to the idea man behind this by the way i don't know who i don't know if it was this writer or somebody at marvel or an editor that was like this is what we want to do like this is was such an amazing and cool idea like it's it's real dumb that we've never noticed before or like we've never, yes. we never that nobody ever even thought about it and like but it makes for such a cool reveal like it's changing like something very fundamental about a character that you've known for years that you kind of thought you maybe knew everything about and couldn't really do anything with like all of a sudden bone claws like opens like just blows your brain open is like what's possible with the character and it's just a really really it, good idea it was amazing like when, it, when you first read it yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, you know, I wasn't collecting the the Wolverine book. I just you know was a Wolverine well wisher in when he showed up in X Men. Uh, and uh, I remember after this, this was shortly after this is when I kind of got out of comics because well, there's Age of Apocalypse, which I really loved, but then we get into uh, Onslaught, like Maximum Security Onslaught, Operation Zero Tolerance. Like that zone is when I kind of ducked out. Um, but they were doing interesting things by this is a reset to depower Wolverine. You know, ultimately, but it's a really clever way of doing it. It's not just like, uh, oh, let, we just he needs to be less powerful. His his scope has gotten out of control. Let's just have it happen. Yeah. 
He's like, mm-hmm. no, what is the thing that can make him less powerful? Well, we can tax his healing factor so he can no longer like regenerate from a drop of blood. Bullshit like that. And then what if his claws weren't indestructible? Yeah. You know, like what if he had these things and like, yeah, they hurt, you know, but he's not slicing apart sandals with them. Exactly. And you like know, the, removing the adamantium from his adamantium from his bones, like all of a sudden that kind of resets his healing factor as well. Cause like all, he had, yeah. he couldn't break his bones before and now you definitely can and he may heal from that, but it's going to take him a lot longer. Um, and that's just a really cool idea for a deep power. Like, again, I feel like this makes the character more interesting, right? Like that's the best thing you can mm-hmm. hope for in one of these situations. Yes. Uh, I think it is very cool. Yeah. Uh, and also cannot understate how mind blowing it was at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we do another cut, you know, he's been dealing with this. He's hanging out by uh, a, a stream under a tree and Jubilee uh, comes up to kind of bug him yep. while he's recovering. And we get the kind of standard, like this doesn't really do a lot for me to be honest with you. Like this is just them kind of just bonding and Jubilee saying she's like getting her powers under control a little bit. Um, he talks about how his claws hurt every time um and that he doesn't remember anything about them he must be born with them but he doesn't remember anything um and you know she's like oh well you know hey i'm telling you about all of my problems and like you have these and she's he's like i want to hear about your problems like i'm like that's that's meaningful to me um and just advises her to like you need to stay here with xavier and learn to use your powers like he's going to be the best thing for you um and then writes her a really long note that i'm not going to bothered reading throughout this because it's just it takes forever like i can't imagine reading one of these notes from wolverine like i'd be bored like halfway through be like can you just say like bye like we just saw the sword at the end yeah you could have just given me a hug and like the sword and i would be done um but he's saying goodbye to 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 jubilee and he's writing her along and very very nice and well thought out note yeah um it's very sweet and then he just the thing where it does cursive script in a comic book which I hate. Yes. Uh, I find it hard to read. Really hard to read. I just, um, luckily, in yep. like the iPad, you can just zoom in, which helps a lot. But I found this in, like, yeah. in, a, in an actual like printed environment. I find these really difficult to read. Um, and it's not pictured here, yep. but there is a, a missing page where he shits in Cyclops' bed before he leaves. So there's... Yeah, there's it takes a gigantic dump. And <laughs> Cyclops is just like, Gene, what's wrong? <laughs> like He doesn't realize that it was him for a long time. You think Gene just um, sometimes says, it's not Gene, whenever he accuses yeah. her of something. <laughs> it's not Gene. Um, so this is a, a monument thing like this is wolverine quitting the x-men yes uh mm-hmm. you know more or less um what's kind of fascinating i didn't realize this uh is that i didn't know that a lot of these 90s runs were not uh fully incorporated on uh, marvel unlimited so this is issue 75 the next issue you can read online is issue 85 oh weird uh yeah like it goes right to the phalanx covenant i knew there was some stuff um, like that i'm really surprised that there's just these random 10 issues that are not um, I hope it's because some author somewhere wants to get paid. Like, I'm not saying that sarcastically. I genuinely hope somebody's yeah, holding yeah, out to get course. some money. Um, but like, yeah, that's that's fascinating to me. It's I know they they have to kind of pick and choose what they're digitizing, you know. And every week I look at the what's new on there, and generally there are some old comics as well, you know. So they're getting through it. It's just a really big backlog. Yeah. But I was surprised like a marquee character like Wolverine had these holes uh, in his solo series. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. So if we want to know exactly what he did after he left the X-Men, uh, shit in a cup. You're fucked. Uh, you don't get to find out. Yep. Go to your local comic um, book store, which is probably already closed. Yes. Go, go reopen your local comic book store. <laughs> uh, and then, then we get uh, the final thing that's officially part of the crossover um, and uh, a, a not particularly good comic, I think. Um, here, Excalibur 71 uh excalibur is in a real weird place throughout 
its entire run basically, but really during this period of the nineties. Um, this also reboots uh, Excalibur from like just an absolutely aimless nonsense period. I remember from reading it to another aimless nonsense period. Yeah, at the end of this, um, um, like at the end of this book, Nightcrawler is like, "Oh, we're gonna stay with Morgan Metagart, and because we were able to um, help Colossus and not fight him, that's what we want to do more of." Which is an admirable goal, but I, like, you also fought Colossus. <laughs> like, you guys, you guys, like, literally brought him in there against his will. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really. I've always not particularly enjoyed Excalibur. Like, even when, as much as I like Nightcrawler and Shadowcat, as much as I like the Phoenix character, Rachel Summers, like there was always something, they always did shit that I just didn't particularly, well, never they, they don't have with. a purpose, you know, like well, in yeah. the early ones, the Captain Britain and shit, the idea was these are the goofy uh, ones where they go on cross time capers and shit, you know, and they got an array of like weirdo dorks who joined them. Yeah. Like if you want the lowest cards in the X-Men deck, they joined Excalibur at some point. God, when they when you they know, do the like, check in towards the end of this book, yes. Oh my God, I was like, who are these yeah. nerds? Like, this is horrible. I remember these nerds, man. I re- I read comics with Theron. Uh, he's fucking nerd. He sucks. <laughs> he, um, they're all nerds. Uh, Micromax, who leaves Excalibur to go get a job. He's, <laughs> his the, his origin story of how he leaves this team is he's interviewing for a job. Like it, it's you know, it's amazing shit. Uh, and this whole idea of them being like, we're going to become the helpful team, the three of us, uh, doesn't really work because it's also still a superhero comic. So all these things are going to involve fights. Like, the X-Men also will help people, you know. Uh, the It doesn't differentiate them enough. Um, we That was part of the reason why I think the line got out of control here in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, because you had these very minor variations. Like, you had X-Men who did X-Men shit. And then you had X-Force who did X-Men shit a little proactively. Excalibur, who did X-Men shit a little reactively. And X-Factor, who did X-Men shit but for the government. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's all just X-Men shit. Like, you just had too many characters, and there wasn't enough really to differentiate these teams. And then you put Scott Lobdell in charge of writing all of them. Yes. And all the books feel the same. You just kind of chose which characters you liked. You know? Uh, it, it's, a, it's a bleak period. But this is this is also when like you know I think that everybody like I remember my grandmother being like oh I'm going to buy you these comic books because we're going to sell them and fund your college graduation like that was it was like such a boom market for comic books they just could not help themselves because you could print anything and it would fly off the shelves at this moment like it's wild to think that nowadays like how much money was being made with this stuff it's like you know like indie rap in the early 2000s where people were selling albums for ten dollars and now you can barely get that on Bandcamp for us for anything um it's it's just wild to me so yeah it's also it's it's interesting to think about that too because it it on their end there's a calibration issue right like if they're doing something they put scott lobdell in front of these x books and something being an X-Men comic means it'll sell real well. They don't really know why it's selling well, you know, so they can't really adjust, right? Like Mm -hmm. they're just like, Oh, the audience really likes this. We should keep doing it. The audience has a bigger appetite for more X-Men titles. So let's make some more, you know, it's not an artistic concern. It's a a commercial one, but there is an element of it being hard, you know, for them to operate as a business with that, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is a comrade's return, 
a friendship lost. Oh my god! Uh, this is also forty pages. Like the last, it, the last issue that we is read is, was was forty pages. And I, I just want to stress, this is a forty-page book, and I genuinely think so. Uh, I recently came up to visit you. I don't know if you've talked about that on the network anywhere. A um, little bit, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, my, I just opened up Twitter by accident because I was trying to find something, Uh-oh. and on White Lizzo is trending on Twitter right now, which is just. The reason ah. the reason I don't go on Twitter anymore, so I just need to delete this yeah. little thing that's next to my. I'm sure that's icon. good. Yeah, sure, I'm sure, there's no problem there. Um, yeah. I genuinely, anyway, getting back to this, I've read all of this Fatal Attraction series like while I was on the plane and like um, in the evening when we we're you know after hanging out in Portland all day, and I genuinely think I skipped this issue because I was reading it today, going, I don't like this, and I just want to put it down immediately. <laughs> Like it's pretty bad. It's it's just not uh, it's not really any fun at all to me. Uh, the big thing here is like, oh, now Colossus just really doesn't like Kitty Pride, and that's a bummer. And like, oh, Nightcrawler tried to kill somebody at the last minute, but at the last minute he didn't, and that's a bummer. Like it's just a it's who a, gives a shit. It's a I, book full of bummers. That happens to you all the time. Like yeah. X Men are constantly you know, they experiment with our let's go through this pretty quick approach on this one because like I don't want to go by, play by play through crossing swords sure yeah this is a bad comic um you know so spore uh is there they're holding him after this thing and nightcrawler has to come and, and put him put him back uh and you know they're hanging out there and the big thing that happens is gene gray uh scott summers and xavier show up um, I love them all floating together. It's horrible. As like a handful of marbles or something. Dude, it, it, like Xavier's a, like 45 degree angle, but like, or like an 89 yeah. degree angle, but also kind of tilted on the Z axis at the same time. Like, what are you doing? Like with Gene Gray, how are you holding this man? Like just put him straight. Um, it's, it's very funny. Uh, part of the, the art in this uh, is, so uh, Scott Labdell wrote it, uh, but the art is done by several different people uh, here. One of which is Derek Robertson. Uh, who is the artist who did uh, The Boys and Transmetropolitan. Um, his early work for higher Marvel shit is really interesting because sometimes you can see kind of like signs of how it used to be better mm-hmm. or how it eventually got better, you know? Uh, anyway, that's just, sorry to cut you off there. No, 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 no that's it. I, yeah. I was just going to say like when when the, the main X-Men team comes in and is like, you got to do us the solid. You know, Colossus left us because he has a head injury and da-da-da-da. Kitty Pride is like, fuck this, I'm leaving. And Professor X like leans out and is like, you were, you need to stop oh, yeah. acting like a child. And she's like, fuck you, old man. Like, I really dig that. And he's like, I am sorry. I will treat you like a woman now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so it was always <laughs> an option. Sigh form. <laughs> a little sigh head being like, you're right, Catherine. I apologize, Catherine. <laughs> All of a sudden, she he knows funny. her first name again. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, you know, so th- the idea here uh, is... They're going to get Excalibur, Kitty Pride specifically, because she has a connection to Colossus, to pretend to defect yes. to the, the uh, Acolytes. They get Colossus down there because Colossus got a head injury a while back, which is why he's had to stay in his metal form. If he changed into his human form, it would kill him. Uh, and they think this maybe is why he made this decision. So they want to give him like super surgery yep. and fix it. We are also introduced to uh, Colossus's acolyte outfit, uh, which has a V pointing down to his crotch. And that's very yes. Venture Brothers. Just want to mention that. Also huge golden, like a guy that's... I love these shoulder pads. Like a guy that's uh, fully fucking metal needs golden yep. shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you I, doing? 
I will say that this outfit, every single superhero I drew as a kid had these kind of cool solar pads. Oh, yeah. Of this. Every single super. Uh, every, this is the coolest looking thing I've ever seen. Every single artist at Blizzard Entertainment makes this right now. Like, this is what they, yes. this is what they keep coming back to. <laughs> like, trying to dress your character in Diablo 4 with anything, like, just a, some basic, like, cool looking shit is impossible. Like, it's all just fucking weird horns <laughs> and shit. Like, it's awful. Um, but Colossus is like, yeah, I'm going to go down there. I don't think that she would betray me. Um, and, yeah. of course, like, that is absolutely what they're setting up. Uh, and then we're introduced to this weird subplot with Cable, which is probably going to go on and Dude. like set up a bunch of stuff. But man, was I checked out during this Cable it's, stuff. It's so boring. I don't understand. So the idea, what they're trying to do, right? So they got uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops and Cable and Rachel Summers all together, you know. And the idea is, I think this is when Rachel Summers meets Cable, who is kind of her brother. Yes. Right? Uh but it's the it's a really really limp dick fight. Uh, the the stakes are really hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, like why any of this is happening, and it takes up a lot of screen time. It has this huge like padding uh, sense to it. Yeah, like it really feels like they're filling out a page count. Yeah, and that padding uh, just, that's it. like on Cable's body. Although that is that is definitely yes, there. that is good padding. Uh-huh. There's, there's bad padding. We, there's also this sequence um, we, we briefly mentioned this where like Nightcrawler's talking to Cyclops and kind of confessing. Oh, we have to go through the crew though. Oh yeah, we're like. definitely. He's like saying like <laughs> I don't know if if I'm you know a particularly great leader of this team. I don't even know if there is a team. Um, and then he starts pulling up slides of like Captain Britain and Widget. They're lost to a chronological wave. It's like okay, what? That's sure. That's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. And then Cerise, who is uh, decided to go back to the Shi'ar Empire to be a bird person. Which, if I was a bird person on Earth, I'd rather go be a bird. person. <laughs> person where there's other bird persons so i don't don't blame her on that one yeah uh megan uh who is captain britain's wife who is uh, a nymph has gone full nymph mode she got real sad about captain britain leaving and has gone catatonic and then Faron, who is this little nerd uh, i remember reading this little barefoot elf guy who is bad at casting spells uh was his whole thing he's keeping an eye on her while she's a vegetable yeah uh we got kailun who was like kind of shitty Wolverine. He's like a warrior lion man, warrior race guy. Mm-hmm. God, Excalibur is dorky. Um, and this isn't even all of them. There's like a guy named alchemy who looks like Pharaoh. like they, somebody writing this really wanted there to be like a very skinny little nerd man <laughs> on this team who was bad at, it's like, oops, all ciphers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in some ways. And then my favorite line in the entire issue, while Micromax is currently in the States weighing a job option as head of security, for a place known as the Brand Corporation. Micromax uh, so Micromax, and also, who the fuck is Micromax? Who is but Micromax, Micromax <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go get a, re- I'm going to go work security. Yeah, I want to go be, Rather. <laughs> I want to go part, I want to go be a part of the Brand Corporation. They have a 401k. My, Micromax is such an obscure character uh, that when you search Micromax, you get Micromax, uh, the latest smartphones by Micromax. Yeah, I just did that. By Micromax Informatics. Um, if you if you look up the Marvel database, his one of his aliases is Micro Jerk, <laughs> I, I, Mr. Jerk, and notable alias Mr. Right. Perfect, absolutely perfect. Uh, yes, as always, yeah, I, I like to zip to uh, somebody's weaknesses. Um, oh yeah, this is perfect, yeah. Gary, because he has the same weakness that you and I do, uh, which is without the use <laughs> of his powers, he is short and an out of shape, middle aged man. <laughs> <laughs> really putting the micro in yeah. Micromax. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> He changes his, uh, increases, decreases, or redistributes his body mass. Uh, so he can shrink and he can grow. 
but he also does it with his mass. Sure. Uh, changes it. He's a good unarmed combatant and has been trained by the F-16. His costume is made of unstable molecules, of course, and has a sound system in it. Fascinating. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's, the, got, man, he's got in, kickers in, in, the, 24, in the outfit, man. Come on. In, in 2014, Entertainment Weekly ranked Micromax as 80th on their Let's Rank Every X-Men Ever list. Oh, I am... Why? Huh. Why? What? What? what yeah, who was fascinating? Who was eighty-one and over? <laughs> like who? <laughs> yeah, who gets worse? You don't get worse than Micromax, man. Um. Yeah. Anywho, Micromax decided fuck Excalibur. I, I'm sick of being a superhero. Um. And and Kurt's taking this bad. You know. Uh. And Cyclops <laughs> is giving him a, a pep talk. I'm sorry. One last line. Yeah. He later moved to the mutant only nation of Krakoa, where he was a candidate to become an X Men. <laughs> never gave him official title nope not at all um yeah so uh nightcrawler is a little bit sad about this whole thing going on and like you mentioned like this is going to be a reboot moment so that that makes sense um rachel summers is outside uh just hanging out kind of thinking like i am so weird around these people that look like my parents but there aren't actually my parents when uh gene gray shows up um and they have a nice moment um together and they're like and she's kind of confesses to rachel that like oh hey like there may be another you on the way soon <laughs> she's like wait a minute you, you might be born soon uh this is the first hint that about the wedding of cyclops and dean gray mm-hmm. which is a big x-men event that comes up also a, a big uh, a yeah. big time since like presumably this is uh cyclops losing his virginity right like this is a huge thing. oh absolutely man the absolute first nut <laughs> The first, the, the true first optic blast. Do you think he's uh, concerned? He's like, oh, I might need. You think he goes to Xavier's like, I need a Ruby Quartz condom just in case. I just I, don't want to, <laughs> just don't want to damage her. I heard about Peter yeah. Parker's sperm giving everybody yeah. cancer, so I just want to make sure that I don't give it her optic blast with my gu- with my gun. <laughs> uh, Cyclops is the kind of guy who, like, even if they're trying to have a baby, probably wears a condom just in case. Oh man! Like, even if he wants the baby and why. He's just like, well, I just thought I'd be safe, Gene. <laughs> he just wants um, he just wants the baby to be a baby. Like he's relying on the babies. <laughs> yeah. But Desire to, to be a them. thing. Yeah. Um so they're out there, they're talking about that when uh, Xavier pings him and says, Hey, it's time. Yep. Yeah. You know, let's uh, go punch Colossus until he gets surgery. And Colossus shows up. Uh this is a big moment. Uh it's really difficult for me to deal with Colossus and, and Kitty like as a modern uh, reader of X-Men yeah. just knowing the, the age difference I really have to struggle to put that out of my mind because she's like I was a 14 year old girl in love with the man and all this other kind of stuff and I'm like oof he was not yeah. that and that's that's a little weird um, we also check in on Cable and he is going to fight Rachel Summers or something but the main story here is um, Kitty Pride and Colossus kind of going back and forth about Magneto's uh, principles like whether or not Magneto is yeah. right uh, and whether or not Xavier's dream is right and things like that um, and I, I really do like her line towards the end of this where she's like don't you realize like it wasn't the dream that failed you it was the reality um, which is going to yeah. come up in like the epilogue issue too like he's going to kind of realize like oh we have these like dreams about what this what these lives could be and what we could do but like the reality is always much less than that and we have to understand that yeah. like we're, we're, we're fighting for reality not necessarily the dream um and then it turns I like out this uh, bit of him saying that uh makes colossus realize he's you know he's not coming yes she's not coming mm-hmm. you know uh this is and while this is happening uh xavier's like we must incapacitate him now i insist uh and and they're like no he's not gonna hurt her you dipshit like give her a little bit more time to you know we don't need to interrupt this moment uh 
until eventually he's like, you know, I, she says, yeah, I can't leave. Uh, and neither can you, you know, basically, uh, she's grabbed him and she's phased him. Uh, he has, he has been phased. He can't do anything because he's locked in phase with her. Yes. Um, and all the X-Men come out, all his friends ambush him basically and start restraining him. Uh, he's just like, I don't want your help. And Nightcrawler says, you know, but not at this moment, but someday I think you'll appreciate this. And like, it is a violation what they're doing. And it is a betrayal. Obviously he's also has a head injury that only they can fix. You know, so that I kind of get it. Haven't seen any uh, acolytes acolyte. say that. <laughs> just saying. Say what? Only the X Men are saying he has a head injury. I'm just, I'm just saying. It, Exodus hasn't I, yeah, brought it exactly. up at all. <laughs> yeah. I think it's weird that Exodus was just kind of like, it's fine. You know, like <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about this. Um, Cable and uh, Phoenix fight some more. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, this is what Cable realizes who she is. There's really a bizarre bit uh, where Rachel has time powers for a second. Mm-hmm. And then she says, you know, I pride myself on being unpredictable. And then her body becomes what I think is Captain Britain's body. But there's a yellow yeah. part of the costume as well. That's the vibe that I was getting from it. And I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Also, I didn't know that Rachel had like slip into the future 10 seconds to avoid problems Mm-mm. powers. Like I've never known that to be a thing. So I was kind of surprised. By no. That. Um, 90s weirdness. But um, who cares? Because we're not going to read any more of these issues. So yeah. we go back over to Moriam Target's lab where uh, they've got Colossus strapped up in a big BDSM machine. Uh, and they're going to <laughs> basically use Cyclops's uh, uh, optic blast to drill into his head. Um, Kitty giving him just enough phase uh, to get just enough substance to allow them to get the, the blast inside his head and presumably cure him. Um more cable and phoenix stuff which we don't care about uh they recognize each other but not quite and then uh in the lab nightcrawler realizes like oh the acolyte alarm went off now we've got some acolytes um yeah and I'll, i actually don't mind this acolyte fight because all of the x-men and some of the acolytes just constantly insult the acolytes <laughs> like it's, yeah it's really funny like they're <laughs> yeah, like they really funny. really disrespectful of the entire team and that's that's very funny to me yeah i also like whenever just a couple acolytes show up and it's a real mixed grill yeah uh like they just show up and they have to just say they are like i am vote this is ketu he's an inuin man who can conduct uh inter-atmospheric anomalies and this is uniscone who has a psionic exoskin like she just has to introduce everybody because we're all so confused by just the absolute dozens and dozens of acolytes um yeah uh, and him being like, oh, you guys are basically interchangeable, yeah. uh, which is great. Very funny. Um, yeah. So he's he's going to fight them there. Uh, and uh, they they do it. They eventually they do the um, the surgery. So Colossus can turn back into a human. Um, Xavier says, you know, you can do it. Trust me. Uh, he does it. And it releases all this pent up energy mm-hmm. that kind of comes off uh, blasting everybody. Uh, Kitty is fine, but he has now turned human for the first time in like a really long time. When you nut, but she's still phasing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very. I, w- I I did legitimately think. I wonder if uh, you know, in the X Men arcade game, how Colossus go and and shoot off all the energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the closest thing I've ever seen to that in the comics. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. Like that that would actually be pretty. Except here, it's a foie boom and not a roar. Yeah. Um, I just, I, he never does it at any other time. So I was just kind of, I knew, I figured that was just a video game conceit, but I wonder if there's any kind of cross influence. Uh, going back to his human form means that he is now feeling all of the emotions that he hasn't really let himself feel since Ileana died. 
Um, and he, of course, blames himself for her dying, even though it was a legacy virus. Like he says, like, I should have been there. Like I should have, I was off doing X-Men shit instead of taking care of my, the last member of my family. Right. So like, it's yep. a genuinely, I think, emotional moment. And like, I'm really kind of getting into this, this Colossus line and, um, it's not worth the 38 pages to get here. It's not worth, no. but, but it is good. Um, and, and Kitty supports this, right? She's like, you were there in every thought, like you were there with her. You were there, it was there in every way that truly mattered. Um, and he's just like in the fetal position crying in her arms. Um, yeah. And then meanwhile, like we're just, we're just spanking the acolytes outside. <laughs> I love. <laughs> they cannot do dick. Cyclops yeah. is uh, one of these days. Katu, I look forward to seeing you actually use your mutant power, but not today. It's so good. That's great. <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, it's like very, like pretty good commentary on these, these jabronis yes. that show up, say their power and then get punched and fall down. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the acolytes are saying, you know, Hey, Colossus came here of goodwill. Like it's pretty shitty of you to do this. And Colossus comes out uh, and he's like, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm actually going to come back. Like, I'm, I'm going to return to Avalon. I kept my word to, to Exodus. You know, but I want you to know I'm doing it because of my own free will now. Um, I want to try to convince you that Magneto didn't stand for death and, you know, all your dumb acolyte shit. Yeah. Um, also, I have no head injury now. Eh? Eh? Huh? Huh? Uh, and they're, they're like, cool, let's do it. Uh, and he grew, uh, Cla- or Colossus says, you know, Xavier... I now understand, you know, I, you didn't, ha- I don't blame you for my sister's death anymore. So at the funeral, he did, you know, he's like, this isn't your fault. Uh, I don't think you get it though. And I don't think you've done everything you can do to help us. You know, uh, like you found me, uh, I was, you know, the, the, an atheist, I was raised to serve the state. Uh, you know, I, for better or worse, you're the one who made me believe in something and I can never return to my belief in nothing. You know, so I'll be grateful, but you haven't done enough. I'm still sticking by this plan. He um he calls uh, um oh I guess it just means Mister. He said keeps saying God's God's Odin. Odin. Um, yeah. and I just had to search it, and it means um it just means Mister, but also it's spelled incorrectly, which is very funny. Because oh. <laughs> if it has the D in it, then it's like Croatian or Turkish, maybe. Um, and then it huh. just and it just means the same word like it doesn't actually have a meaning he's using the same duolingo app that gambit invented to teach himself <laughs> french so yeah oh duo we need to talk yeah. um yeah. kitty and him have a very like kind of sweet moment where he's like about to speak and she just like just kisses him instead um he transforms into colossus and jets back out to the acolytes um and then you know we finish this with nightcrawler being like oh yeah we're just gonna stay here and more in retagger space uh, they've got super good internet and Wi-Fi and great snacks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we need to, uh, we did, we're just going to hang here again. And that's pretty much it. He has a whole speech about yep. like the global makeup of the acolytes alone should tell us that mutants are there and they've never heard Xavier's message. And I'm like, okay, man, I'm, I'm not, not really here for yeah. it. The, the idea of going to other countries and being like, this is kind of what Excalibur try, always try to do. And it just never ended up quite working yeah. uh, uh, as a thing. And there's never a, a great writer. Uh, for eventually like pete wisdom shows up because early warren ellis stuff and that gets a little bit more direction but it's him kind of just doing the comic he wanted to do anyway you know um and we see them uh the three of them the the three-person team i like the idea of a three-person x-men team I do too. quite a bit mm-hmm. and this is a cool cast you know it, it would just need a better writer uh over the ashes of all their dead dorks uh who are gone yeah you know poor micromax um and uh, this is a, a big new moment for Excalibur, uh, the next uh, issue, um, Sienna Blaze versus the new Excalibur. Uh, so they're, they're really hitting it out of the park. 
uh, on this. And however, you cannot read that issue. The next one it goes to is 78, where Doug Lock comes back. Okay. Uh, yeah. The During, um, uh, Phalanx car- The little issue, coming, the little splash screen at the, the very last page. Um, I, I didn't see it before until you mentioned I didn't know it was the artist that did Transmit. And um, like all of these guys have the smiler smile from Transmit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you hadn't <laughs> mentioned it, I would not have picked up on it. But as soon as I looked at this the second time, I was like, ooh, oh, that's the that's the guy. Mm. Yeah, that's the, that's the guy he was worried about. And then we got a much worse dude. So, yeah. It's also they don't really commit to this for very long because I just switched to the next uh, issue to kind of look at it that they have. A, it's three issues later. And uh, Megan's back. Oh, from Excalibur. There you go. At the very least, uh, like everything is basically just it, they're slowly resetting, and then like again, Doug Lock shows up, or Warlock. Uh, Captain Britain's back though. Uh, they basically just kind of walk this back pretty quick. Um, there's one other issue that's sometimes considered part of the storyline. Um, we're not going to cover it in full. I just want to talk about it for a second, uh, which is Uncanny X Men three fifteen. Um, this was for a long time when I was a kid. Uh, I loved this comic so much. Really? Uh, this was, yeah, this this was really cool to me. The idea of doing a courtroom drama mm-hmm. in this. Like, I didn't write anything like this before, um, you know, as a, as a kid. And I was already very invested in uh, Colossus's story, like what he was going to do to try to kind of reform the acolytes from the inside. Uh, and this is a little bit the climax of that storyline, uh, a little bit. Where way back in another, and then this is also a sequel to Uncanny X-Men 300, which is one of the few comics I had before I started collecting regularly. So I read it over and over and over. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, is the, you know, so this is the one where this neophyte guy, uh, who was one of the acolytes who betrayed them, is getting his trial uh, on Avalon. Yeah, I think um, um, reading it, because the, the Marvel Unlimited app considers this the epilogue. That's how it's listed in like the, the arc of the, of the whole series yeah. um, of the crossover event. Um, it is an interesting epilogue and I think that's an interesting concept. Uh, I just feel like for the most part, like, so to, to set it up, Neophyte is on trial. Um, one of the Vought, the Amelia Vought is the kind of prosecutor. Exodus is going to preside over this to, uh, basically interface with a otherwise completely mute and silent and non-moving Magneto because he's had his brain wiped. Um, and Colossus is defending Neophyte. So it's, it's a courtroom setup. Um, it ends up being a lot of like, is Magneto right? Is Xavier right? Do we trust Colossus? Do we not trust Colossus? Uh, what side is Neophyte on? We should just kill him, that kind of thing. Um, it goes back and yeah. forth a lot. Uh, and I, 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 I read this when I read it properly, and then I kind of skimmed through it today to see what we wanted to talk about in it. Um, I think there's some interesting stuff, and I feel like if you're following along this Colossus arc, it's really good. Because he, again, kind of comes to that realization of, like, oh, shit, like, I don't necessarily agree with anything that Magneto says. I just don't think that we should kill people in his name. Like I agree with a lot of what he says, but not everything. And like, isn't thinking for him, thinking for oneself better than just blindly following like a person that you believe to be right. Uh, And I think that's all of that stuff is like relatively well done. Um, But it just, it just, it's 20 something pages of that, of going back and forth. It's super talky. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it it really underlines its points. Like the thing that is cool about this, I think when I reread it, I I didn't refresh my memory today, but when I reread it for when we were going to record last time, is the idea of uh, ex- it's weird because Exodus is now a crumb bomb. Uh, Exodus kind of sucks now. Um, and him kind of seeing which way the winds blow with the acolytes, you know, this is literally this court case is a battle for the hearts and minds of the acolytes, which, like, what a low pro- fucking prize. <laughs> um, but he watch he sees the acolytes come over to Colossus's side and then eventually is like, you know, 
you're, what I was going to say is Magneto is merciful. You know, he would have done this. Uh, and he, this whole idea of him like communing with Magneto when Magneto is just comatose in a, in a chair, you know, and coming out and being like, I have, I have talked to him, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. I think it was neat. Like a cool Wizard of Oz thing almost. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, because uh, it's yeah. definitely not true. Like, I think that's the thing that appeals to me. Is like he's not yeah, yeah. actually talking to Magneto because we know his brain is white, so he's kind of on his own. Um, they 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 really failed to make Exodus enough of an interesting character to really pull this off at the end. No. But I, I I do dig it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the cool bit. And then this is the first hint that Magneto might come back because he has a little smile uh, at uh, the courtroom thing. So there's a little bit of Magneto still in there. Yeah, you know, is is the idea um a comic i really really liked but it's it's hard to talk about because it is just making the same points back and forth um over and over and over i think uh, it's i just pro- i think it's probably a, a really talky good. comic used to be very novel to me you know <laughs> like a comic that was a drama that wasn't a fight yeah used to be feel very novel and now it kind of gets on my nerves uh you know not always but like i i uh this kind of extremely verbose purple prose kind of thing is not what i want now it's 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 really wild to me that like modern comics have have changed the way we look at comics i think because like they get so much done with so little dialogue right like it's modern yeah. mainstream comics like when i read you know current x-men stuff like there's so little dialogue there's so little narration and it's good like i'm, I'm I, I dig that and also like we tr- slowly but surely transitioned there until like we just i think we just got so used to it that when we step back we're like holy crap y- y'all are talking forever yes. like they really felt it's the almost need to as if it's down. a visual medium <laughs> it's almost like yeah. it's a visual medium <laughs> yeah. you're right yeah um yeah, yeah good comic uh, i think overall this arc is is pretty good and i think it's obviously like ground not necessarily groundbreaking but it's like foundational to some big x-men stories um and i'm i you know if I was in another timeline, I'd be like, well, I wonder what happens to Magneto after this. But literally nothing. We don't ever have to ask that question because nothing happened. Don't worry about it, anybody. <laughs> we don't have to go there. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know it, but I'm working not to know it. Um, exactly. Yeah. The, uh, I have never learned to think it, about Onslaught willingly. <laughs> <laughs> you're good, man. It's um, I promise you're good. Uh, the um, This for the big 90s events that happened to the X ex- in the, the mid 90s and onwards. My favorite is Age of Apocalypse, you know, which is why we cover that in its entirety, you know, and I, I enjoyed that, that had ups and downs, but like that kind of shit is very cool. This is, you know, that is the last one that's real good, I think. Uh, this is another one that's real good. After that, it all gets, it's not just Onslaught, but like all of this, like Operation Zero Tolerance, shit with Nimrod and Bastion and stuff like the X-Men really lost their way Yeah, uh, for a long time. Joseph, uh, Maggot. You know, uh, we marrow on the team. Like it really got bad and dumb for a while. There's a reason that a lot of that stuff isn't collected uh, on Marvel Unlimited. So this, to me, is a last gasp of kind of like for a while a competent X Men. One of the last gasps of a competent X Men crossover. Yeah, like it has, has a big impact. Deals with their central philosophy. Um, has repercussions that are not erased instantly. Like Wolverine doesn't get his claws back for like five years or something like that. You know, it, t- it takes a long time for, for him to get his medal back. Uh, Apocalypse has to do it. You know, <laughs> of course. It, we're, we're, we're in con- the consequence zone. Yeah. Uh, and I always appreciate that. I love consequences. Don't get me wrong. Me too. Yeah. Me, me reaping uh, or me sowing, smiley yeah. face. Me reaping, smiley face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yes, yes. Um, me sowing, yeah. Drake thumbs up. <laughs> me, yeah. me reaping, Drake thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Drake thumbs up. <laughs> 
yeah, so that's going to be uh, it for this uh, this episode and the, uh, the podcast for a little bit. Again, we're taking a break. Uh, you listen to the beginning again if you want a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, we still appreciate you. We're not quitting. Um, we will be back. Not at all. Um, we yeah. still have to talk no, no, about... I, I, uh, I still fucking read comics for fun. I read... Uh, what is it? Um, the, the old Avengers Under Siege arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were texting me something read. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty fun. Like, I, I, I like that comic. Um, Apparently, yeah, the thing that cool. fixes uh, Marvel Unlimited on your iPad is just getting super fast internet. I used to fight with this app all the time, and then they, um, I got fiber, uh, which was great, and then uh, they quadrupled my speeds and dropped my price $20 because a competitor is going in. So now I have gigabit internet in the fucking country. You know, you've seen my house. Like, you know that I shouldn't have, I have gigab- gigabit internet out here. This is ridiculous. Uh, There's but no it, universe. Yeah. But, it, but yeah. it makes the Marvel Unlimited app fucking seeing. So, like, I'm the 40 issues deep into X-Men, or Ultimate X-Men now. So, yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, we're, we still, we still loving the X-Men and want to read them and talk about them. And we still have uh, other stuff to talk about. Like, we there's some MCU catch-up that we probably need to do at some point. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to force you I to watch, watch uh, Guardians Se- of the Galaxy. Se- Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, man, I feel bad. Yeah. I had a friend online that started Guardians of the Galaxy with this kid. Uh, and just, to, I guess, as a, as a warning to any of you that might be like, oh, I bet this is a fun uh, comic book movie for kids. Like, don't show your five-year-old Guardians of the Galaxy. That That is a, basically a... I think it's a very strong PG-13, if not like a light R uh, with full of fucking body horror that is just, I think is incredible, but like also just like straight up some animal abuse and body horror that will probably fucking shake a child's foundations to the gore. So careful out there, everybody. Uh, Comic books, they're not just for kids anymore. No, no. They're for cranky guys that are online constantly. (laughs) (laughs) They're for men to complain about. Yes. Comic book Uh, And we will continue. Uh, cannot wait uh, thank you everybody for listening we appreciate it if you want to support us directly patreon.com slash duckfeedtv is the place to do so if you're listening to this and going like oh my patreon thing is weird I don't, I'm don't. i not subscribed to duckfeed anymore please check your payment settings uh, patreon had a weird bug uh, and they something happened you may have to go and um, choose your payment method again or go in and uh, change your payment method to get it to, to work right um, I don't know how bad y'all were hit Gary I know on the Monster of the Week Patreon um, we, we, we lost a few people and then gained them right back. So that was fortunate, but, um, it is a thing. So if you're listening to this, go, go check that out. So far it's been okay. Good. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, of weathering, uh, it, um, usually I, we always have some turnover, you know, some loss at the beginning of the month and then yeah. they come back up. Mm-hmm. That's real normal. Um, but we did an announcement and everything. It's good to get out here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to know, you know, just, uh, if, uh, check your stuff. I checked mine. I did too. You know, I, I went through and checked all my stuff um, and made sure yeah. that all of the people that I support are still supported, including Duckfeed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, someday they'll give us the ability to give out like vouchers or whatever. Wouldn't that be uh, great? I really want that. <laughs> It'd be great. I I feel super bad about it. Like we have um, we we'll have guests on a thing, and then they uh, can't listen to the podcast chat and yeah. just be like, well, you know. You can promote it, but it, it's it's behind paywall. It makes it you know feels pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to be able to give that guest just the access to it. Yeah. So my wife patronizes us. It's ridiculous, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're getting about a third of that back. You know, uh, yeah, it's a, like it's a I, discount. I have the same thing where like I'm paying you guys, and yeah. you guys are paying me. Like it's just a cycle of of weird. Like we're just we're just letting other middlemen collect taxes and 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 cuts off of the money. Yes, that, it would be better if I just yeah. mailed you a twenty dollar bill every month at this point. And like right, it, <laughs> like it. yeah. There are uh, there are a lot of better ways to do it that they will not. Yeah, do. Yeah. So 
Anyway, uh, none of that's related to the X-Men. Um, like we said, watch the feeds, uh, watch announcements, watch Twitter, I guess. Um, if you want to... Me and Gary are both on Blue Sky now, so you could, I guess you can add yeah, us there. Blue Sky. Yeah, yeah. I like Blue Sky. Blue Sky is fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it seems fine. Th- it's had a couple bad discourse goblins that have shown up, but like... There's no brands on it. That's social media is just that nowadays. I think like that's yeah, yeah. just going to be the life of social media. Is like where somebody is going to get mad about um, somebody else saying, I don't know, the, the word painting in a weird way. I don't, I don't know. Yes. The, like it's the painting people are going to yeah. come come out at some point. But you uh, make painting Twitter mad. But we're not doing yeah. that. Um, instead, I'm just, I'm posting spoilers no. for Final Fantasy 16. So come come join everybody. <laughs> um, there you go. No. There wasn't even enough people uh, on Blue yeah. Sky to get mad at me for doing that. That's how good Blue Sky is. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll get uh, back soon. So yeah, join everybody. us there. We appreciate you.